Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviren, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to the Tarvrien podcast. <laughs> welcome Hello. to the pattern, people. <laughs> Hello. Hi, <Rich. laughs> How's it going, dude? That's good. I'm here. Doing good. Yeah, you're, you're awake. Mm-hmm. You're alive. I yeah, guess. We can give Rob the week off now. Now that the, uh, the school holidays are finished, it's a bit more difficult for all three of us to um, align ourselves with the, uh, with the pattern. So... Yeah. As of as which uh, as we currently are with the guys, where they've uh, they split up, so Perrin and Egwene are off on their own, <laughs> and Matt and Rand are off with Tom. Uh, you know, so so are us, the hosts of Tarvian. We have all split. <laughs> into yes, we're just we're on our own adventures. <laughs> yes, so I believe next week is my week off. <laughs> sure, and it'll be you, you yourself and Rob Rich. Uh, but yes, for now, unfortunately, you're going to have to suffer with me and Rich. Yes, totally. <laughs> and our half asked Uh No. <laughs> uh, yes, welcome to the Tarverian podcast, uh, a Wheel of Time podcast where we are going to go through uh, almost a chapter at a time. <laughs> we sometimes squeeze together two short chapters, which will be next week, actually, Rich. We've got two short oh, okay. next week. So uh, that'll be down to you guys to uh, squeeze those two beauties together. That'll okay. be uh, chapters 27, 28, Shelter from the Storm and Footprints in the Air. Uh, but today we will be discussing chapter 26, White Bridge. Um, so, Bridge, I don't know if we've got any new iTunes reviews. That's, uh, that's Rob's job. <laughs> oh, actually, I I'm looking. I, actually, I think I do know. Da, do. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I think I do, because I am sometimes organized that I go ahead of stuff. They're, they're not a, it's not a bad review is it because i don't think i can handle bad reviews <laughs> no i think um uh uh yeah i don't know if we've done this one um uh, we've got five star apple podcast review from the united states from um big al metfin i don't think so <laughs> uh well it, just in case uh it says wheel of time is my favorite fantasy series i listened to the first episode of several wheel of time reread podcasts and this is the best one that i found wow on our first episode that was all well done <laughs> Yeah, I assume we must be slightly better than the other ones. (laughs) Um, uh, He says, I like the interactions between the hosts and their analysis of the chapters as we read. Uh, Of course, there is always the readings with Rob, dramatic reading segment, very unique take on the characters and their voices. Definitely a unique take on their voices with with, um, good old Jamaican land. Yeah. Yaman, Jilan from the borderland. Uh, so yeah, I'm not sure if that is an old or a new review, but it's a review that I've got on my system as the last one we had. So there you go. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Again, like I say, it's Rob's job to keep an eye on that stuff. So Rob, you're not allowed to take time off anymore. <laughs> nope. Ah <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so, have we got any Wheel of Time news, Rich? Not to my knowledge. I don't think anything crazy's happened yet. Oh come on, man! You haven't seen you haven't seen the latest stuff. What? There's latest stuff? Hold on. <laughs> so, well, now basically, because uh, last week when uh, myself and Rob recorded, it was Wheel of Time Wednesday. And because of the fact we have to align our schedules across the Atlantic, <laughs> we always end up recording before the uh, Wheel of Time Wednesday news comes out. So we were treated to a lovely long video, uh, say long, uh, about a minute long video of the readings that they did for the first episode. 
Oh. So they had all Rosemont Pike and um, all the boys sitting around in a big around a big round table doing readings from the first episode. And <clears throat> oh man, that was great. <laughs> it's kind of uh, it's really giving a lot of love for the uh, the series. So uh, Rosemont Pike, we got to hear her Moraine voice as she uh, yes. she questioned a few things. And then <laughs> uh, the guy who plays Matt, I, I'm going to be terrible at this because I'm never going to remember all the actors' names, but the guy who plays Matt, um, uh, it looked like, you know, they just showed the clip of him saying the line and everyone around the table laughing. But he was like, oh, she can create fireballs, so I think we should just listen to her. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, yes, you you sound perfect as Matt. And, he, and even looking at him now, it's like the image I've got of Matt in my head is just slightly changing to his face. <laughs> Yep, he's got kind of that cheeky boyish look to him, hasn't he, the actor? So I'm really pleased with that casting. And but the big, the big one was there was a guy around uh, the table from Game of Thrones. Yes, and um, I don't know who he was because I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I've only watched the first series. You know, as soon as Sean Bean, you know, does what Sean Bean does in everything, <laughs> I stop watching. <laughs> I just think, oh, that must be the end of the story. Uh, but yeah, there was a guy who apparently he was in Game of Thrones and he's sitting around the table. And the general consensus is that he's either going to be Tom or possibly Tam Alfor. Because, you know, there's not two, oh. because we still haven't had the announcement on Tom, which is very strange. That's true. Especially as they've actually started filming. So there was also uh, what, what me and Rob reported on last week was they sent a picture, which is the first picture from the set, which was a picture of a goat. <laughs> <laughs> so the goat of time, <laughs> uh, but yes, there has been set. Uh, there has been pictures of the cast and stuff on the set and everything. I'm really hoping that Tom is still included <laughs> at this point. I, you would have to be, because that would be really disappointing if they decide to bring him in later on. Like maybe they thought, I don't know, maybe in the context of the TV show, it's like maybe too many starting characters. <laughs> uh, no, there's like, no, there's not. There's not too many starting characters. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I would like to think that they haven't written Tom's out of the first bit of the of the show. But I'm getting slightly worried by the fact they haven't announced who's playing Tom, and they've started filming, and we couldn't see who is... I mean, we saw this guy from Game of Thrones at the reading, but again, I kind of suspect, from the look of him as well, I'd say he's more of a Tamil 4. But everyone, everyone seems to think... Uh, I say everyone. Uh, Nabeless, when I watched his video on it, um, he said that he thinks he's going to be Tom. Uh, mostly because of uh, the way the guy acts, he can really like carry himself and carry his voice. So he, so given Tom's like performing aspect in the series as a Glee man, they think he'll probably be quite good at that. But I don't know. I was just looking and thinking, oh man, you'd make a great tan. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm trying to find it. Oh, what the video? Yeah, I'm trying to find the video. Oh man, come on! <laughs> you should have seen it by now. <laughs> Damn you, yeah, I did. I did see it. I, I've seen it, but I'm, not, I'm trying to think of the guy that you, you're talking about. Uh, yeah, sorry. Oh. Unfortunately, being that I'm not a Game of Thrones head, <laughs> I really liked the first season. It was really good. But, you know, yeah. Then, yeah, but was he a main character in, in the Game of Thrones? Though? Yes. Well, enough enough that people seem to recognize him. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got no idea who it was. I don't know. I can't find it. No. No, oh, well, don't worry about it for now. <laughs> but yeah, there is a guy there. <laughs> we could probably talk okay. about that at some other point. Uh, but yeah, that was the big Wheel of Time news from last Wednesday. Uh, and yeah, if you haven't seen the video, go check it out. It's uh, it's really interesting. Uh, it's nice to see all the people. All the people seem quite happy. And actually, the guy, the guy who plays Perrin Rich, he looked absolutely 
beefcake. <laughs> hmm. It was kind of one of the criticisms when they cast that guy as um, Perrin, and everyone went and watched whatever shows he's done before. He like he's like tall, but he's not like really well built. And you always imagine like you know he Perrin's described him huge shoulders. He's a blacksmith, and the guy he turns up to this casting, and it's just like, oh yeah, you've been hitting the gym. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's double doubled in size. He looks so hench. It's just like, ah oh, yes, mate. <laughs> So, so yeah, it's obviously like these people must have known ages ago. He's like, oh god, I've got to bulk up. <laughs> Imagine Cartman from uh, from South Park and Beefcake. No, that's a good one. <laughs> necking, necking protein shakes. <laughs> was it weight gain four thousand? <laughs> and then hitting the gym. Uh, but yes, that's uh, that's all the news we have really from the Wheel of Time. Uh, if there is other stuff that I missed, I apologise. But you know, Nog's Nog's dead man, so I can't. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so sad. Oxted, he was such a good guy. Um, but yeah, you know, if you do want to check out uh, any stuff to do with the Wheel of Time, always best place to go is Twitter. If you do um, hashtag, um, so the What on Prime, W O T O N P R I M E. That's the um, that's the main Twitter handle for the TV show, uh, which uh, posts out most of this stuff. And also, of course, you can just do uh, hashtag uh, Twitter of Time, and you'll get loads and loads of stuff for that. That's always really good. Really good place to find uh, news now that Narg's dead. Yep. Sad old Narg. But, Rich. Yes. A little bit off topic from the Wheel of Time. Sure. Should we talk casters assemble? Sure. Yeah. So, guys, um, as some of you may be aware, if you listen to our, <laughs> our, if you listen all the way to the end of the episode, we are part of a podcasting network called uh, Probably Work Network, and uh, our overlords have asked us to uh, give a little shout out <laughs> to a small, uh, say small uh, to a large project that we've got going on at the moment, which is to build up hype for the latest Star Wars film coming out in December. So the idea is is that we do something called uh, we did this for the MCU universe recently. Uh, so we people submit just you know three four five minutes of audio to uh, our Twitter account, and <clears throat> we edit all that together into a big love episode for the films where we put all the things in there that people really love and put it all together into one big podcast episode. It was a really fun thing that we did for the Marvel Universe coming uh, in the lead up to Endgame. And we're doing the same thing now for Star Wars. So um, we'll add a link into the description of the episode down below where it will send you to our Probably Work network page. (coughs) Excuse me. It will send you to the network page. And uh, yeah, if you want to submit some audio on your love for some of the films. uh, Now, we want to say love for some of the films. I, re- I reached out to a few podcasters, Rich, and the first thing they said was, do you mind if I uh, if I take a dump on the seventh film? Or whatever it was, The Last Jedi. <laughs> it's just like, well, <laughs> you know. Do it. Constructive crit- fine. <laughs> no, 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 I think I think Troy wants it to be a, you know, a hype thing. So we don't want to, we don't want the last episode to come out before the actual film comes out mm-hmm. to be like, ah, oh, yeah, this was terrible. Just like try and focus I mean, on the good points, you know. If you haven't got anything good to say, focus on the films that are really good, like Empire Strikes Back and things like that. And the one with Jar Jar Binks, I love him. <clears throat> yeah, I know you love Jar Jar Binks because that's why you love me because I am Jar Jar Binks. That's right. <laughs> I was hoping I get a lot of hate for that when I when we told people I'm like I love him, and then everybody's <laughs> like, well, okay, okay. Like, oh, I mean, okay. Let's, let's face it, he does become like one of the top ambassadors of the universe. So yeah, he's also the he's probably a dark Sith Lord, anyways. Yeah, I think he is. I think that's what's going to be the final reveal. 
<laughs> it'll be like the ultimate Sith Lord who's been operating in the background, controlling all the other Sith Lords, will be Jar Jar Binks. Yes. <laughs> you heard it here first. Misa control you. <laughs> Spoilers yes. for the return of Skywalker or whatever the last film's called. <laughs> uh, but yes, if you do want to submit some audio for it, you know, um, we've been reaching out to other creators, you know, like on YouTube or, uh, or podcasters, uh, even bloggers. Yeah, bloggers are welcome too. But even if you don't have a creation thing, you know, you can record something on your phone and just send it in to us. Uh, yeah. We have, so the first one coming up is The Phantom Menace. And I believe the submission date for that is the, so the submission deadline for The Phantom Menace is the 20th of October. And I'm going to just, I'm going to insert here a little snippet of uh, Troy, who's the, uh, he's the main brain behind this whole situation. <laughs> he's the man who's going to suffer and do all the editing work <laughs> in a very short space of time. So I don't envy his job, but he absolutely loves it. Uh, so here's a little uh, message from Troy on Podcasters Assemble Season 2, Star Wars. Podcasters Assemble! Podcasters Assemble Season 2 is a hype-slash-rewatch podcast that's reviewing every movie in the Star Wars Skywalker saga and a countdown to the release of Episode 9. As with Season 1, where we covered all of the films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we want to hear from you about your favorite things in the Star Wars films. You can submit audio for just one of the movies in the Skywalker saga, or you can send in an audio file for every single one. Talk about what you love about the film, your favorite like light side moment versus dark side moment, or your favorite music cue, your favorite quote, or your favorite ship or vehicle in the movie. If you go to probablywork.com and look for Podcasters Assemble, you'll find these instructions as well as a link on where to go to submit your audio. In order to make sure we have time to edit everything, we're looking for you to submit your audio a couple days before that. So the deadline for the first episode is going to be October 20th. And then it's weekly after that. So for episode two, it's October 27th and so on from there. Again, you can find the schedule and all of this information at probablywork.com. Whether you're a podcaster, a YouTuber, a streamer, or just a fan of Star Wars, we want to hear from you. So head to probablywork.com or look up at Casters Assemble on Twitter and share your thoughts about Star Wars. Cool. Yeah. So I hope you guys are hyped for that. If you are Star Wars fans, uh, if you're not Star Wars fans and you're Wheel of Time fans, let's get back to our chapter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, real quick. Like you said, if the uh, Charger Bank turns out to be in there, it would be a giant F you to the fans. Just saying. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> also, we tend to be every time me and you get together, Rich, and we say something completely ridiculous that's going to happen, it generally happens. <laughs> that's true it does i was the guy who said oh they're going to announce an ff8 remaster at e3 <laughs> and everyone was like nah <laughs> no they won't do that and then yeah there it was <laughs> yeah yeah and uh oh, we've done that so many times on our other show <laughs> we've just said hey wouldn't it be good if they just remade you know star ocean 2 <laughs> oh no star ocean 1 and yeah they're remaking it for the ps4 <laughs> anyway back to the wheel of time <clears throat> chapter 26 Whitebridge. So, we don't actually start off at Whitebridge. We start off with Matt playing the flute. <laughs> and this bit cracks me up, Rich. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's fluting it up. He's fluting it up. And uh, Rand's holding his hands over his ears. <laughs> the, um, all, the, all the ship hands on the, uh, on the ship are, are <laughs> uh, purposely avoiding the area. And then when Matt stops, uh, Tom says, I suppose I should thank you for teaching me that how the old saying is true. 
teach him how you will the pig will never play the flute <laughs> that's a good one actually yeah, it's like oh, i just love it I, I love the fact that this chapter really swings from you know a little bit of comedy at the beginning to what happens at the end of this chapter <laughs> yep. uh and because this is a big chapter as well but yeah it was just it was really funny having tom say that <laughs> um and yeah uh matt grumbles to himself because <laughs> uh he says i thought you sheep herders all i thought you sheep herders always idle away the days playing the pan flights or pan flutes or whatever it is <laughs> and then matt grumbles going yeah, rand's the sheep herder <laughs> so there you go rob we've got another another accusation of rand being a sheep herder <laughs> that will go on that'll go on rob's spreadsheet <clears throat> yep so that's matt saying he is a sheep herder uh whereas tom technically calls um matt the sheep herder which is incorrect so i don't think that one should be added to the spreadsheet <laughs> um but yeah he basically encourages matt you know maybe you should stick to your juggling you, you're, you're quite good at juggling <laughs> yeah um well and you can think about it too i mean probably what is what did matt do in the village um well i believe you have i believe matt's dad trained horses okay so i kind of think that's what matt does as well <laughs> if you people know yeah. our listeners please let us know i just want to make sure because we know that rand is a sheep herder and uh perrin, you know, is, perrin is definitely blacksmith because yes. he, he is big but perrin's family are farmers because okay. perrin was the apprentice of the of the blacksmith of town master luhan so he um, does nothing <clears throat> but matt i think he's yeah i think he just works with his dad and i believe his dad did train horses uh, I could be thinking of the wrong person, uh, but I think Matt, obviously, you know, part of that thing. So, you know, they had they probably had a ranch, <laughs> nah. you know, because, eh, you know, Emmonsfield, you know, it's diff it's sometimes it's difficult to it's uh, easy to forget the fact that it is a self-contained village. So you probably are going to have like about two, three hundred people maybe living in that area. Yeah. Roughly. And like outli out outlining farms and everything. So like I say, Perrin's family are actually farmers who live outside of Emmonsfield. Uh, and Perrin lived and worked in Emmonsfield with the blacksmith. So, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure his dad trained horses and Matt was part of that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I just think Matt was probably the one that tried to get away from doing all the work that he possibly could. by being Oh, yeah. Upstairs. That's that's why he's in such mischief, such mischief. I imagine as well being a horse trainer would probably make his dad one of the wealthier people in the village. So sure. I think that also probably gives Matt a sort of full sense of entitlement, which increases his mischievousnessnessnessnessness. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, but Matt in this place is quite—he's at the moment being quite dark and sullen. And um, <clears throat> Rand kind of questions to Tom, like, "Why are we bothering to learn this? Like, once we meet up with the other people." Uh, with like Moraine and everyone, we'll just be on our way. We won't have to worry about being glee like pretend gleeman. And Tom goes, but what? What if we don't meet up with them? <laughs> and Rand and then Matt goes, what if they're all dead? <laughs> it's uh, dark and sullen. Yeah, he's 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 getting into a bit of a moody place at the moment. He's not not particularly enjoying his journey, is he, old man? Um, nope. <clears throat> uh, and. The, the suggestion from Matt of the fact they might all be dead uh, shocks Rand, but at that point, the, uh, the the bloke in the crow's nest shouts out, White Bridge ahead! And so they are finally arriving at their destination <laughs> after their little uh, trip down the White Spray, on uh, down the RNL on the White Spray. <clears throat> and now, the White Bridge. How cool does the White Bridge sound? It sounds pretty awesome, but I mean, in my mind, I'd be scared as hell to walk over the dang thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, man, it sounds it sounds really cool. I I really hope. Uh, I wonder how they're going to approach this on the TV show, <clears throat> and how it looks, because I really don't want it to be like cheesy CGI where it looks really out of place. But at the same yeah. time, it is supposed to look out of place. <laughs> yep. So to describe it to you people, the White Bridge is a gigantic white bridge. Rand kind of says it almost looks like it's made out of glass. Uh, but then Captain Domon comes over and says to him, Arr, <laughs> Arr Rand, it's all made from one solid piece. <laughs> and it never, get, it never gets slippery, no matter how much it rains. And no man can chip it while trying to hammer it or something. <laughs> something along those lines uh, so basically it's like an indestructible bridge uh, built in the age of legends says Tom uh, which uh, scares off Captain Domin because he doesn't like the idea of uh, a Sedai he's like yeah probably it doesn't have to be owned by Aes Sedai he's like uh, you there and he runs off <laughs> yep. yeah some people just even even the slightest mention of Aes Sedai and they want to run off but Rand is mesmerised by something that's possibly from the age of legends and yeah it looks like a it sounds like a very impressive bridge. Uh, he even says it almost looks like it's absorbing the light until it grows. And it's almost see-through. Now, at this point, Rich, we have two moments where Rand has like an internal monologue in, in his head. Yeah. So the first one is uh, something in his mind questions, what if they are dead? And then also when he's looking at the bridge, his mind questions that he sees a rippling shadow across the bridge. They're all sort of weird foreshadowing moments. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, he, gets, he does have those moments. He does. Uh, but it feels like um, someone's talking to him from inside his brain. I don't think, yeah. I don't think it's Beyonce. <laughs> no. But, no. Uh, it might, might just be internal rounds going, <laughs> You know, Rand, do this, Rand, do that. But uh, yeah, it, feel, it feels like something more than that. But uh, we'll have to find out about that at some point in the future. Um, but yeah, so they finally get off at Whitebridge. And um, <laughs> uh, the first thing that happens is Captain Domon sacks Gelb. <laughs> Gelb, yes. Gelb. So, yeah, my boat. Yeah, Gelb is the one who was sleeping on, uh, on, the, on the boat when Rand and everyone fell onto the boat <laughs> with a couple of Trollocs. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, he's got a bruise on. His, he's still got a bruise on his head. It's almost completely faded, but he rubs it as Captain Domin's shouting him <laughs> from Rand's foot, which hit him in the head as he jumped onto the boat. <laughs> and yeah, Captain Domin says, "You fell asleep on my boat for the last time, so you make your choice. Either you leave onto the land, or I'm going to throw you into the river." <laughs> I love Captain Domin. <laughs> in the audio books as well, he's got like a proper like pirate voice. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, I'll be a fallacious sheep on my on my boat for the last time. <laughs> Pick a side, you're leaving. <laughs> and yeah, it's just uh, it's great. I love it. Um, and yeah, so Gelb just sort of like he runs inside. He's got one minute to grab his stuff, and then he runs off, runs off into the crowd. And yep, Gelb starts talking to the guys, and he actually offers them a trip to Ilion, where apparently um, they're doing a competition for the best reading of uh, the Hunt of the Horn. A hundred gold marks, he says, to the top Gleeman. And he, uh, he he's trying to convince Tom as well, saying, like, you know, you can make a fortune down there. And he even gives, uh, Tom says, well, you know, I don't think I could afford the uh, price of the trip on your boat. Because Tom had complained in the last time we saw the guys about, you know, Matt and Rand, uh, <clears throat> Matt and Rand being too keen to give over their silver for the trip. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Captain Domin gives them back all of their money. <laughs> 
I guess here you go for entertaining my for entertaining my crew, despite the fact you brought Trollocs on board. <laughs> Silly Trollocs. Um, <clears throat> here's your money back. If you want to come with me, I'll bubble it as well. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's a very tempting offer, a very very tempting offer. But you know, random Matt are very keen to stay where they are uh, because they want to meet up with everyone else. I say random Matt, mostly random. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Tom sort of half accepts the offer saying we'll see if our friends turn up we may come back <laughs> uh but they they wander off into the city of whitebridge um yeah. and actually uh kind of tom's sort of weirdly sullen and just sort of like uh gone into his own little world and rat uh rand's leading him around town and then he's like hang on i don't even know where i am <laughs> where are we supposed to go and then tom sort of snaps out of it and goes all right Follow me, guys. I'll take her somewhere. And so they go past lots and lots of inns until they find one uh, where there's a guy with a backpack and the same guy's also got his head sleeping on a pillow. And underneath it says, the Wayfarer's Inn. Or the Wayfarer's Rest. Sorry. <clears throat> and so they choose this inn to go in. And man, this inn is a shithole. <laughs> Rand even remarks that um, <clears throat> the inn, uh, Master Alvia, Egwene's dad, uh, who runs the uh, the inn, the wine spring inn back in uh, Emmonsfield, would never let his place get this dirty, even if he was on his sick bed, he would get out of it and clean it. <laughs> yep. And um, yeah, Tom asks for a bit of privacy. Um, <clears throat> and the guys, you know, every, every time, every basically every time some Tom speaks to someone, they're always like, hey, Gleeman can make some good money here. <laughs> they basically offer him like, they offer him a room, they offer him money, they offer him food. It's great. Great being a gleeman. <laughs> yep, as a gleeman, you get to do whatever you want. Yeah, but um, ah, but the uh, the guy who um, <clears throat> the innkeeper who offers him this, uh, he actually offers him money off room and board, <laughs> as yep. he says. And Tom goes, eh, maybe let's just have a, a little bit of a private chat with me and the boys at the moment. You've got somewhere quiet for us to sit. So he leads them off to somewhere. There's like some uh, small bars in between or something, so that everyone can't hear each other. And um, yep, they get a quiet little spot to sit. And Tom says to the boys, "Ha, huh, money off my room and board. Most people would pay me, <laughs> and feed me, and set me up for free. <laughs> Cheapskate." Uh, <clears throat> but yes, he explains to the boy that basically the location of the inn and the fact that it is a bit dirtier. If there's any gossip to be had in town about any people passing through, this guy's going to have it. <laughs> yep. So they manage to get the guy's attention, and he comes and sits with them. And then we get a big explanation about his uh, his corns on his feet. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> and he likes to talk about his corns on his feet, how he likes to stand on his feet, and what he likes to put his feet in to rub it. So what do you like to use, Richard? Gross. I like to use bean dip. Bean dip, yeah. I use um, I use pure hummus. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Put, put my foot in pure hummus, leave it there for an hour. They'll all fall off after a day. Gross. Worked really well. Yeah. There we go. So that's your that's your uh, corn tip of the day, people. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, yes, but after that, he, he then brings him back to the big news in the world. And what is the big news that we've got today, Rich? A certain a certain uh, false dragon. Certain. Yeah, some the false dragon's on his way to 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 Camelin. Yes, he has been um, he's been quelled his quest to uh, dominate the world by the uh, the Ace Sedai. The Ace Sedai have won the battle. They have captured Logain, the Force Dragon, and yep. they are off off their trotting. <laughs> they are taking him to Camelin to see Queen Morgaze herself. Yep, and, she done. Um, or he done. 
yeah, oh, he, he done fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so they are off. They are off to Camelon, uh, with with the false dragon to parade him through. So it's basically a big exercise to show that you know the the Sedai are in charge in this planet, <laughs> yep. in this world. Uh, you know, men may raise up occasionally to try and take the throne, <laughs> but they will put them down. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you know the boys are quite excited by this prospect. They talk about moving on to Camelon. Uh, and then Tom definitely moves the conversation around to about has there been any other strange travellers coming through from the west, uh, from the east to the west? Um, and he describes uh, he describes our missing party members: so Moraine, Lan, Egwene, Perrin, and Nynaeve. Nine, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and Gelb. Uh, no, not Gelb. <laughs> uh, the innkeeper. Uh, suddenly shuts up and said, all right, you guys can have your drinks for free, but I want you to bugger off afterwards. Yep. <laughs> and he he's like, ah. <laughs> Tom, being the clever man he is, goes, ah, I see other people have been asking. Dun, dun, dun. And yes, apparently some crazy man came running through the town who would speak to himself occasionally, uh, be completely crazy, and then suddenly snap out of it and start demanding things of people like he was a king. <laughs> some crazy tramp uh, and he says like yeah, he nearly got into a few fights himself but he was looking for those exact people as well as some others uh, but he was more interested in the three farm boys that were with him and then he shoots a glance over at uh, Matt and Rat now obviously there's only two farm boys there so he's kind of calculating it up in his head yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but apparently the, uh, the crazy man who then ran off towards Camden talking to himself uh, i love that description uh yeah he's just like quietly talking to himself and crying he says yeah talking to himself and crying <laughs> um uh he says also but that doesn't compare to the other person a man in a black hood who always keeps his hood up so you can't see his face but when you look at him it feels like someone's digging an icicle into your spine batman it is batman that's correct so batman is one of the denizens of the dark we know it's not kevin no it's not kevin uh in fact it is kevin yeah um when yeah because when he buggers off because some other people at this point come into the bar and it's our good old friend gelb but gelb son of a b yeah that's son of a bitch gelb who's just been sacked and he's basically telling everyone, uh, yeah, so we can overhear his conversation, despite the fact we were put in a, in a private part of the bar where we weren't supposed to be able to overhear conversations. <laughs> yeah. You know, slight, slight flaw in your logic there, Robert Jordan. <laughs> yep. I, I did go over that twice. It's like, mm, yeah, he puts you here to oppose, because yeah, he apparently keeps areas separate so that, uh, you know, rival ships don't start fighting each other in the bar. But yeah, as soon as Gail walks in, it's just like they all go, our boys go quiet and just slightly lean to the left and they can hear everything he's saying. <laughs> uh, well, to a point anyway. Uh, but yeah, Gail starts saying about how uh, the three people who boarded the ship halfway down the RNL bought Trollocs with them. They're obviously dark friends. And then he starts accusing Captain Domin of being the dark friend. And that basically is like, you know, in these backward villages, backward towns. Uh, this is quite a big town, by the way. Uh, Rand describes it to be about the size of Berlin, but uh, with less people. It's a bit more open, a bit more open. Uh, but there's right. a lot of stone buildings and stuff around. You know, just to give you an idea of the size of Whitebridge. Um, Doesn't he get thrown out because of that? Uh, who? Gelb. Gelb, yeah. Doesn't he get thrown out because he's saying stuff and it pisses off the innkeeper? Oh, 
Um, I didn't make a note of that. Uh, I, I thought, think so. I thought, I thought they all sneak. I thought the boys all sneaked out the back because they couldn't get out without having to go past Gelb. Uh, let me look at my notes here. Hmm? I, I honestly want to say they did sneak out the back, but I think he also did get thrown out because he was saying stuff, spreading. Um, I was spreading rumors about dark frenzy. I think you're right, but I think they, um, I think they do want to sneak around to the back. <laughs> if that doesn't happen, like I, I want, I want to say that it. It does hap- happen, but maybe we don't get to see it. Yeah. Oh, um, the other bit of news. Sorry, I forgot about this. Uh, that the bartender, uh, the you know the innkeeper told us, was also that someone came through giving a proclamation from Ilian about the hunt for the horn, the hunt for Valia. Yes, it's starting. The horn of Valia. Yeah, it's starting. Uh, so that's sorry, I completely forgot about it. I've got a note of it here, but I just I skipped it as I changed my page. <laughs> Yeah, it's an important point because the Horn of the Lear hunt is starting again. Uh, so Ilian have sent out proclamations for anyone who wants to come and join the hunt for the Horn. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, so uh, it's very important because Tom mentions, God, there hasn't been a hunt for the Horn in 400 years. This is probably going to be quite a, an important thing for our nation. Yeah, and we'll find out more details about that later on. Yes, um, especially as book two is called The Great Hunt. No, I don't <laughs> think that's about that. Crazy. No, no spoilers yet. No. <laughs> yes. So anyway, um, yeah. So basically, you know, uh, <clears throat> they go. <clears throat> the, the boys are talking, and they've suddenly come around to Tom's idea. Like, yeah, maybe we should jump on board with Captain Domin, and go down to Ilian because everyone's going to be heading towards Camelon, <laughs> looking for us. Uh, which is what Tom was arguing in the first place. The boys argued against him. They now changed their minds, but after hearing Gelb. Uh, Tom's like, uh, no. <laughs> now, now that Gelb's called him a dark friend, that's going to be out around the town within about four hours, and um, I think all the Trollocs, uh, all the Trollocs and dark friends are going to be chasing him all the way down to Ilium. Now, Captain Domin, yep. who was paranoid anyway that that was going to happen, <laughs> he'll be out. Then. He'll be out. <laughs> yeah, he just so he says to Tom says, you know, that is the worst choice that we can now make. <laughs> we're we're going to head to Camelot. I hope to bump into our friends along the way. Oh, yep. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at my window and saw a guy just stack it off his bike. <laughs> just, distract you guys, you know. Squirrel, <laughs> squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> Love squirrels. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, they decide to sneak out and come around the back uh, because they're also really worried about the fact there's a fade in town. You know, uh, the Murdral's going to hear the rumors about you know some boys arriving with a gleeman. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, have to get out of there yeah it, it's like basically the situation is going to shit let's get out of here quick yep so they sneak out and then as they're looking out through the um they're in the alleyway they're looking out across the town square and suddenly they see him kevin kevin standing there mm-hmm. or batman that oh yeah sorry bruce wayne is that i mean batman spoiler <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But, oh god! Yeah, he starts slowly walking towards him. <laughs> yep. I almost assume when he, when he's walking, when a fade walks, it just kind of glides towards you. Yes, but that's how they describe it as well. So, because you've got to imagine mm-hmm. as well the fact that the um, the wind is not touching its cloak. So, yeah. uh, apart from Kevin, 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 Kevin really struggles with that. <laughs> sometimes his cloak, his cloak. Sometimes Kevin cloaks moves. <laughs> yep. he's not he's not very good at concentrating on making it not move uh, but yes uh, the murder glides across the street towards him and you know uh, 
Tom, being the clever man that he is, had the uh, foresight to split the money between that they had between the three of them before they come out of the pub. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically says to the boys, no matter what happens now, just run. <laughs> That's right. And uh, he throws himself at Kevin, the Merdral. Like a boss. Yeah, man, like an absolute boss. Uh, he tells them, also, he does tell them before they go to, when they get to Camelin, to go to a pub called the Queen's Blessing. Correct. He says, just remember it, the Queen's Blessing. Now run! And he, but before he does that, he also gives uh, Rand everything, like his cloak, his uh, flute pad, yeah. uh, case, everything. Everything. So, that, you know, if they need to, they can use it to try and make a little bit of money on the road while they're on the way to Camelin. Uh, I doubt that he saw that. He just was like, here, hold this stuff. <laughs> here, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm about to do something crazy. <laughs> hold my beer. Cracks his knuckles, cracks his neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know what these bitches want to get into. Oh, but... I was out towards the merger, which so far we've only seen the epic land actually manage to take on and kill. But yeah, yeah. just throws himself at a merger, and uh, Kevin um, he shouts at Rand and Matt to run, run. I love it. And um, yeah, the boys just run, run for their lives, uh, with no idea whether Tom's going to be able to survive the fight. No, Tom. <laughs> Tom, save me. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Um, so they run and run until they're, uh, they're, they're basically, uh, as he describes it, they're pulling air raggedly, uh, raggedly into their raw throat with great gulps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> it's, it's pretty savage. It is. And uh, yeah, Matt's I mean... just basically like, man, he's got to be dead. <laughs> he's dead, you saw, you heard. Light Rand, he's dead. Um, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and Rand's just like God, and you think everyone else is dead too, which means it's just us two left. Oh, what a dramatic end to the chapter! So the boys, yeah, so Matt and Rand settle down, and off they go down the Camelin Road, heading towards Camelin. And that's it. End chapter. We started with laughing about Matt's terrible panpipe abilities on the <laughs> terrible ways of playing the flute to uh, Tom attacking and probably being killed by Merdral. Yeah, it was it was intense. He's like, let's let's get into this. Yeah, man, it's like pure pure swings and roundabouts there. Yeah, <laughs> it does create a panic in the middle of the town square though too when that happens because I mean people see a fade. I mean, I assume a lot of people don't know what a fade looks like though. No, well, it kind of like the fade just sort of gives this people of unease when it's around because uh, Tom mentions as he's uh, moving across the courtyard that people seem to just be moving away from him. But yeah, as yeah. as he attacks the fade, yeah, it all, it all hell breaks loose. <laughs> oh, man, this was this was a good chapter. <laughs> yeah, so we, I mean, we don't know what happens to to Tom. You hear him screaming, and well, he's screaming, but like telling the boys to run and very short gaps and stuff like that. But still, yeah. Now, one of the um, one of the important one of the important parts before just before we go into readings with Rob, uh, one of the important parts that we have kind of missed out was uh, Tom gives a little bit of a story when they're in the pub. I think it's in the pub because. Um, uh, Rand, uh, Matt being uh, his moody dickhead because at the moment Matt's becoming really moody and dickheadish. <laughs> as, as the chapters go on, he's slowly becoming a bit more of a moody bastard. Um, and uh, he says to Tom, "Why are you even helping us? Why do you care?" As he starts reaching for his dagger. <laughs> uh, this was all before Gelb showed up, and uh, Tom tells him a story about his nephew Owen. So it was his son, his, uh, his brother's son, 
um, <clears throat> and uh, he it was his like only living relative, and apparently he got into some trouble with the Ace Sedai. And Tom said he was distracted with other things. And when he did try to help, yeah, he tried to save him from an unknown peril at this time. We don't know what happened. I think I think he does talk about it in later books. Uh, but yeah, poor old Owen, we don't know what happened to him. We know he got into some trouble with the Ace of Die. Um, I bet he dated one and yeah. uh, he broke up with her. Yeah, he got her pregnant, broke up with her, and then yeah, she probably threw some fireballs in. Yeah, so uh, yeah, dead, dead <laughs> Owen. Dead Owen. Uh, well, we don't, I, I don't even know if Owen's dead. He doesn't even he doesn't say anything about it. He just said, by the time I tried to help him, it was too late. Um, and he said, if I can save you boys from the same fate of getting involved with the Ace of Die, then maybe I can stop torturing myself and thinking about it. <laughs> and it kind of breaks Matt out of his solemnness for a moment. <laughs> he goes, oh, I'm sorry, Tom, I didn't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like that's just an important, uh, that was an important plot point on developing Tom's character uh, before he threw himself at a merge or probably dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, and that will lead us into our this week's readings with Rob. And now, the Taviren present to you readings with Rob. Chapter 26, Whitebridge. The black cow froze Rand where he stood. He tried to summon up the void, but it was like fumbling after smoke. The fade's hidden gaze knifed to his bones and turned his marrow to icicles. Don't look at his face, Tom muttered. His voice shook and cracked, and it sounded as if he was forcing the words out. The light burned you. Don't look at its face. Rand tore his eyes away. He almost groaned. It felt like tearing a leech off his face. But even staring at the stones of the square, he could still see the merge all coming. A cat playing with mice. Amused at their feeble efforts to escape, until finally the jaw snapped shut. The fade had halved the distance. Are, are, are we just going to stand here? He mumbled. We have to run. G get away! But he could not make his feet move. Matt had the ruby-hilted dagger out at last, in a trembling hand. His lips were drawn back from his teeth, a snarl and rictus of fear. Think! Tom stopped to swallow, and went on hoarsely. Think you can outrun it, do you, boy? He began to mutter to himself. The only word Rand could make out was, Owen! Abruptly, Tom growled. I should never have gotten mixed up with you boys! Should never have! He shrugged the bundled Gleban's cloak off his back and thrust it into Rand's arms. Take care of that! And when I say run, you run and don't stop until you get to Camelin! The Queen's Blessing! And in! Remember that in case... Just remember it! Uh, I don't understand, Radden said. The Murdral was not twenty paces away now. His feet felt like lead weights. Just remember it! Tom snarled. The Queen's Blessing! Now! Run! He gave them a push, one hand on the shoulder of each of them, to get them started and Rand stumbled away in a lurching run with Matt at his side. RUN! Tom sprang into motion too, with a long, wordless roar, not after them, but toward the Murdral. His hands flourished as if he were performing at his best, and daggers appeared. Rand stopped, but Matt pulled him along. The Fade was just as startled. 
Its leisurely pace faltered in mid-stride. Its hand swept forward to the hilt of the black sword hanging at its waist. But the gleeman's long legs covered the distance quickly. Tom crashed into the murdral before the black blade was half-drawn, and both went down in a thrashing heap. The few people still in the square fled. Run! The air in the square flashed an eye-searing blue, and Tom began to scream. But even in the middle of the scream, he managed a word. Run! That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at TavirNPod with your request. Uh, thank you, Rob. <laughs> thank you for your readings. I don't know what it is. Yes. Thank you, Rob. You're <laughs> here in the spirit. He, I shall be listening to that later on today. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, well, that's it. Even when Rob's not here, because we had the readings of Rob segment, he's always going to be here in some form or another. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So... Uh, I I really enjoyed that chapter. It's it's a good one. It does set up, you know, the boys' journey now. I mean, what are they going to do without Tom? Tom is really kind of their guide. Um, they know where to go. They know to get to Camelin, but you know, they didn't really have to worry yeah. about much. Well, they've gradually gone from having a lot of people helping them to now just being mm-hmm. Matt and Rand by themselves. Like they haven't even got Perry, who's the level-headed one. <laughs> Correct. Um, and and Matt's starting to kind of slip. I don't know. And we're we're a little early to see this, but I mean, as you all can probably see when they're following along with us, that Matt is starting to kind of slip a little bit. Yeah, he's gone from being the cheeky prankster to now just being the moody git who keeps reaching for his dagger. Yeah, <laughs> this is like I think this is like the third occasion now where he's just either been caught playing with it or reaching for it to stab someone, <laughs> yep. and then just been stopped at the very last second. You know, um, he's playing with it. He's playing with his dinghy. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think you and Rob did enough of his polishing his dagger joke. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Especially that big red ruby on the end. Yeah. Giggity. <laughs> Giggity. Uh, yes. So, uh, I think that's about it for this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, if you do love if you do love the podcast, please rate and review us on your um, <clears throat> on your pod catching app. Uh, but iTunes is probably the best one that gives us the most uh, focus when people are looking for other weird time podcasts. But you um, can look at Google and, and Spotify. Yep, Google, Spotify. Uh, there's so many of them. Um, <clears throat> and also YouTube. You can find us on YouTube. And you can join in with, if you want to put really rubbish comments, put them on the YouTube thing because <laughs> no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, p- please feel free to put in some comments as long as it's constructive, you know. Complaining about how we feel about the TV shows casting is not constructive criticism. <laughs> That's just our opinion on stuff. You can't be constructive with that. But if you've got constructive criticism on the show, or if you just love us and give us a five-star review on your podcast, on Apple Podcasts or whatever, happy days. We love it. Uh, you can join us on our Discord server, which is uh, gradually getting uh, bigger and bigger. And yet yeah, you can check out all of our other lovely shows on, if you go to probably probablywork.com, that's our network. And there's lots of other good shows on there that you can listen to. Uh, most of them, uh, I think I'm on. <laughs> We're part of a network. Yes, we are a part of a network. <laughs> so we can make this work probably network, which you're about to yeah. get a trailer for. <laughs> yeah, so that's it, people. We, we've survived our trip on the white spray only for it to go even worse for us and it's time to go down the Cayman Road um, I think I don't think we'll reach a pub till Four Kings Rich I'm thirsty yeah I need a drink yeah <laughs> I need a drink especially as you got well you, you and Rob got two, two episodes do two chapters next week so. 
make sure you nah. uh, make sure you're nice and uh, lubricated up first wise oh don't you worry <laughs> don't you worry yeah. rich always <laughs> arrived to lube up <laughs> we just went real dirty all of a sudden before the end of the show uh, nah. it's all good all right people lovely to see you we'll see you next week bye bye Now that our heroic trio have left the familiar confines of the two rivers, they find themselves being chased by all sorts of denizens of the Dark One. Our party has been scattered, and the boys separated from Ma Rain and Land. Let us hope that luck, or some other force, can keep them safe. Uh, Bill? Bill? Billiam! Put that dagger down! You have no idea where in creation that's been! No, no, Rich. I don't have an extra cloak with me. Maybe if you didn't ride your horse straight into the Aranel, you wouldn't have this problem, hmm? For crying out loud, Robert, I know that girl from Berlon said weird things to you, but you shouldn't let it get under your skin so much. What are you, Eleven? You all remind me of a younger version of myself. Why, back in Watch Hill, I... This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.